Have you ever felt it? That excitement, that hum that reaches into the very base of your stomach and makes your whole body feel alive? Well, your life can feel like that. Each week, I'll be sharing ways your personal wellness journey can lead you to a life that literally makes you hum. We'll be diving into all things nutrition, mindset, connection, spirituality and relationships to encourage you to be courageous and brave with your life and most importantly, unashamedly you. Together, let's find your hum. Welcome to Find Your Hum. This is episode 40 and I'm your host, Kirsty. This week, I'm joined by Erin to talk all things tapping. And before I begin, I wish to acknowledge the Duncan Jung people as traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast has been recorded. I pay respects to the elders past, present and future and recognise the continuing connection and contribution to this land. Now tapping or as it's more professionally known as emotional freedom technique or EFT is such a powerful but gentle technique to help the body release built up emotions. Now, as a previous skeptic, but then having experienced the power of this myself, I can absolutely attest to the benefits of tapping. Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail about my first experience with tapping, as I do discuss this with Erin in the episode, but I will say that it has been a huge benefit to how I've been able to navigate sticky parts of my life over the past 18 months. As Erin describes it, AFT helps you smooth over those emotional edges so that you're not so abrasive when the stuff does come up in your life. I stumbled across Erin's work through a Facebook group that I'm a part of. She was generously offering a free tapping circle during the beginning parts of lockdown, which I joined and it was so beautiful. The space that Erin holds is truly nourishing. The effects that tapping can have on our body are profound and instant, particularly around the effects on your stress levels. Tapping actually targets cortisol, which is our long-term stress hormone, and it's often an underlying driver of many health issues, particularly the ones that I see. Erin is an accredited AFT practitioner, life coach, and mentor, and she really does focus on helping people rediscover their own sense of peace and freedom. She knows how to hold the most divine space for others and really reflects back and really reflects back the truth they need to hear, which allows you to clear limiting belief and obstacles that are holding you back and really allow you to experience a true joy and abundance. Now, if you love this episode with Erin, she holds regular online circles in her Connect and Clear membership. I highly suggest jumping on board that one. Or if you want to dive in deeper, she also does one-on-one sessions, which can help you dive into a more personalized approach. If you love this episode, please jump over to Instagram, tag myself and Erin and let us know that you loved it. I hope that through listening to this episode, you can really understand that something as simple as tapping can be absolutely so powerful into helping you shift some of that emotional stuck energy that we can hold on to in our bodies that just really give us a feeling of heaviness and stop us experiencing a life that absolutely makes us hum. What was Erin like as a teenager? 
<laughs> uh, she was probably a bit of a misfit or a bit of a nerd. Um, didn't quite feel comfortable with herself. Didn't quite feel comfortable with others. Um, wore glasses for a little while before I got contacts. I think at about the age of 14. So yeah, just a little nerdy person. <laughs> um, but I was also really into art and um, drama and sort of more creative pursuits rather than like academics. Yeah. Is that hard at school being creative? Because I mean, I was one of the academic kids and I definitely know that my school life was probably made easier because I like I'm very lucky I find learning just comes easy to me but I know like you know someone like my brother didn't and it was a lot harder for him so like were you good creatively was it a fun time for you doing that at school or was that a bit of a challenge um I think by the time I got to sort of that 15 16 age mark like you know I sort of had a good mix of being intelligent and able to do things like English really well um it was more so like science and maths and the boring stuff I wasn't very interested in so I found it like it was more sort of trying to find the things that I enjoyed to make school a bit easier I went to a very small private school as well um so it wasn't like if there wasn't as much pressure academically it was kind of a bit of a um it was a bit sort of like an easy ride so to speak so like I think in my year 12 class we had 12 or 15 people or something like that so it was really wow. small that'd be nice um, too actually yeah it has its ups and downs <laughs> pros and cons <laughs> yeah, I suppose, as everything does <laughs> yeah 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 so um yeah I mean it was just sort of it was all I'd known like I'd gone to small schools pretty much my whole life my mum was a big fan of putting me in really small private schools so um but it was good you know you sort of I was sort of left to do what I wanted and I didn't have any sort of parental pressure to, you know, get a certain um, UAI or whatever we call it nowadays to get into a university. Yeah. Um, so it was all quite easy going really in that sense. Well, that's nice. Now, I know I do have you on to talk about AFT, but you just mentioned something mm -hmm. before and I just want to um, go down that path just for a little bit. When you said you were not really comfortable with yourself um, as a teen, have you now gotten to a point where you are comfortable with yourself? And if you have, what has that journey been like? Um, I think I've more discovered that it's going to look different every day. Um, so some days I feel very comfortable within myself and other days I really don't. So when I was a teenager, it was more so stuff about um, my body and my weight. And I mean, that's the cycle that's continued quite consistently throughout my life so far is like losing weight and then gaining weight. Um, and I guess like I'm getting to a place now as I am entering, like I'm in my thirties now, it's sort of like, that's just going to be a part of life. Like bodies fluctuate and you can't always um, control you know, how you feel, uh, also sort of how you look, so to speak. Um, and I guess what I aim for now is more feeling neutral around that and feeling more at peace with it rather than making it an issue because it just gets really tiring. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, it ha and it has been like a cycle in my life, um, you know, especially throughout my 20s. And I think it's just to deal with it, like I definitely have done a lot of work around it from a 
emotional perspective and an energetic perspective as well, um, you know, sort of from a self-development point of view to try and figure out how I can make patterns or how I can at least break the pressure that I put on myself to look or um, present a certain way. And that's just like a work in progress. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like a lot of my listeners would relate to that. So that was very nice. Thank you. That's okay. <laughs> okay. So I do have you on to talk about AFT, which is yes. emotional freedom technique. Am I right? Make sure I get that right. Yes, that's correct. Yes. <laughs> I just always call it AFT. Um, yeah. So can you let us know what actually is AFT? Yes. So emotional freedom technique, sometimes it's also called tapping. So tapping is um, how it basically describes what you're doing when you're practicing EFT. So it's basically a combination of traditional Chinese medicine system and the meridian system um, and, you know, modern psychology, talking stuff out. So when you're practicing EFT, all you're doing is like tapping so you're like gently tapping on certain points in the body and you're voicing a concern an emotion a feeling a thought whatever it is that you need to help process so you might for instance be feeling really anxious about something and you could just tap on all the points and sort of talk through what's making you feel anxious where the anxiety is in the body and you'll start to notice that you might start to feel a little bit calmer you might feel a little bit soothed that anxiety might start to dissipate and what's actually going on is that as you're tapping it is sending what they believe is happening is that you're sending a calming signal to the amygdala in the brain which is where which is the part of the brain that regulates our cortisol levels and there it's basically like regulating that and allowing them to drop and when that cortisol level drops you're able to you feel safer you feel calmer you might be able to take a deeper breath in um, and that from an emotional point of view and why we call it emotional freedom creates a space where you feel comfortable your body feels comfortable comfortable for emotions to process and to pass so what can happen is most of us most of the time generalize here are living in high in a high cortisol zone so we're in fight flight or freeze um, most of the time and that's from our work um, it's from being on social media all the time it's from having others you know the media or, or opinions or like constant triggers happening to us all the time that is spiking these stress levels and then we're also dealing with um, you know the I guess life in general right and, and life comes with emotions and we're emotional beings but when you're in that high stress frame you can't process what the emotions are for you so you might not be able to comprehend them you might not be able to feel them completely you might just want to push them to the side and carry on um, but what happens when we do that is these emotions can get trapped in the body so you might start to feel like that feeling in your chest is there all the time or it feels really heavy when something triggers you um, or you might start to feel pain in the body or you just feel really you know low in your mood or really flat or you get stuck in negative thought patterns, you know? So all of these little symptoms can start to pop up and it's just a sign that there's some stuff going on under the surface that needs to be processed. And that's what EFT does. That's what it allows us to do. And of course, there's so many other ways to drop your cortisol levels. But what I've really noticed from, I guess, being on the receiving end of a lot of different modalities 
is that EFT is really fast, it's really effective, um, and it feels really safe, it's really calming, and you can do it with yourself or you can work with a practitioner, um, but at the end of the day, you only really need to do it for a short amount of time, and the results that you get are quite, like, shocking still, <laughs> even <laughs> for someone who's done it for many years, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's really interesting how you said, obviously, like, people push their emotions aside and stuff like that we just really don't get the chance I think in society today to ever stop and be able to process them like even if at the time like we just don't give ourselves those moments to be able to do which is why they build up so much in our bodies so I think this is fantastic to be able to like you said such a, a short amount of time to be able to release some of those emotions that we mm. hold yeah yeah and honoring them as well you know like where you know it's not to say that some emotions are good or some emotions are bad you know they're all they all have their place and they all have their purpose and by creating the space to process them like you honor them as well and that helps you honor yourself too yeah and it's not something that we're ever taught I don't think how to process some especially some of the more icky sticky emotions that you don't come across very often or they do keep coming up and you're not sure how to do them process them so you keep pushing them down and I know from the work that I do um, although I'm a nutritionist I see so much of it is stuck on that energetic level and you can just see where they've repressed those emotions because they honestly don't know how to to deal with Mm. them I know I never used to definitely something that I think we should teach in primary schools (laughs) Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. I don't have kids yet, but they'll definitely be tapping <laughs> since they can. Yes. <laughs> I know I don't have any children either, but I think my nieces and nephews just look at me sometimes and just like, oh my God, you come out with the weirdest stuff. I'm like, yeah, but it works. <laughs> oh, thank you one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now, I was absolutely really skeptical about AFT. Like, I like a lot of woo-woo stuff but I must say when I first heard about this I was just like oh how can this even work I was super super skeptical um so what do you think would be the biggest misconception that people would have around EFT (laughs) I would say the biggest misconception is that it's just um weird or or like uh, (laughs) quackery or it's fake or it's like the placebo effect um but you know like it the to be honest some people you'll never be able to convince but I I found in my experience as soon as people have tried themselves and I've even had friends who you know have seen my little videos that I've put out there and they've sort of have tried it that even they're like you know converted because it's such a simple thing to do you don't need to really even pay someone to try it out quietly yourself to get that first-hand experience um but I would say that like there's so many misconceptions around and around EFT and you know as someone who's been in it for so long now like a, a pra- practitioner for a while now, but also like, using it personally for so many years I forget what that initial reaction was for me like I don't quite remember I think I just went along with it and trusted <laughs> that it was gonna work you know yeah but yeah, I mean, the, the thing is like, there's so much research that's going into it at the moment to figure out a, how it works. Um, and there's a few theories, but then also to actually test it and like test it against, 
you know, people who are just having talk therapy or sitting and reading a magazine or something to make sure that it, the effects are genuine and they're not just like a, a, a fluke, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it works on the Chinese meridians, like you said, and that yes. has been quite um, a lot of research has been done into those with the acupuncture of those points and uh, stuff like that. So it does make sense that like when you look into it like that, it has to be releasing something because yeah, the energetics of acupuncture works so well. Yeah, exactly. And you know, what's interesting about EFT is like how it became to be this basic recipe we know today It used to be, and it still is around in this form. It used to be something called TFT. I can't remember what that stands for, but it was basically like, like you would come to a practitioner and you'll say, I'm having all these issues with like my anxiety or I feel really sad all the time or whatever it is. And then that person would look at the meridian map and they would like look at all of the different points on the body that relate to the certain meridians. Let's say it was something to do with the liver meridian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they would like create that, that sort of like a bespoke tapping sequence for that one person. Oh, so wow. that's sort of how that's like the origins of EFT back in the day, I think back in the sixties or seventies. Um, and it's then a guy called Gary Craig then took it and sort of practiced it a lot and then started to develop this one sequence that sort of touches on all of the meridians so I mean it's sort of been like a long developed um, technique at this point it's really fascinating and it has of course roots in traditional Chinese medicine which is um, which has been around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years so yeah can you imagine having a bespoke one done that would actually take a bit of time although as I'm saying that people that are very good at acupuncture are probably like oh I know I could just bash that out for you <laughs> because they're so used to sticking the needles in those points anyway <laughs> yeah yeah but I imagine some of those points would be a little awkward to tap as well yes. you know like <laughs> yeah you have to get a certain depth to some of those points that I know of I did do a little we did do a little bit of Chinese medicine in my nutrition degree and yeah um I know there is some depth that you have to hit so I suppose you're probably not going to be able to tap those ones <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with the basics, the basic yeah. recipe. <laughs> I am actually now a total convert of EFT and I actually did it. My um, auntie is a practitioner and when I was over in England, she sat me down to do some work because I had quite a bit of emotion held in my body uh, when I went over there. And oh my goodness, <laughs> started tapping and she was starting to talk to me. And I was honestly just like bawling my eyes out and not even like feeling sad for it it's the most interesting sensation and that's also now why I totally am a convert because there is no way that the tears were just coming because of what she's saying was making me sad mm-hmm. if that makes sense like it well, obviously it makes sense to you um but yeah it was literally just <laughs> coming up to be released I just think it is so good and the shifts are not Um, instant and I think the way kind of how I experienced it is that once then something that used to trigger me around what we were talking about and we were tapping on the next time that come up it just didn't have the same effect on me Mm. so good so amazing Um, so I suppose I know you are a practitioner so can you sort of go into how you would use EFT if someone come to see you? Because obviously I've got my experience with my auntie and she probably just did it totally different. But, yeah, from a practitioner point of view. 
Mm, I love what you just said, though, first about, um, you know, how sort of things stop triggering you so much once you process that emotion. I like to describe it as EFT helps you smooth those emotional edges so that you're not so like abrasive when stuff does come up. Like it's that water for ducks back type oh, thing it I, just, I feel like yeah like a totally different person when it comes to a lot of the stuff that really used to trigger me and I think it's been amazing for this whole uncertainty with lockdown and mm. all that kind of stuff like that used to be such a big like need for control and all this kind of stuff and yes I'm not gonna say it still doesn't you still have days where you're like oh this is so horrible um absolutely but it's not yeah, like you said, those edges are absolutely more smooth. That's a beautiful way of putting it. Mm, mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely got me through lockdown, absolutely. <laughs> um, but to answer your question, so I work with um, clients in a few different ways. So I guess like privately, um, I certainly work with people. Um, I try. I, I'd like to work quite intuitively. So it will sort of depend on the person sitting in front of me as to how I work with them. But generally, people come to me with say, like this big overarching issue. And when I work privately, it's certainly a lot more coaching in there to try and like dig through all the layers of what they've come to me with to try and find what we can, where we can start. Because let's say like um, you came and you said, I just feel like I'm never enough and all this stuff always goes wrong in my life. And if you start too big picture with tapping, like if you tap on the belief of I'm not enough, I'm not enough, I'm not enough, probably not going to shift too much stuff because it's too, it's too like deeply rooted. And so how I work is I tend to try and find a starting point that is really safe and really easy. So I work through like, say, for instance, past events that someone has, um, you know, has a trigger to or an attachment to emotions that are in the body right now, Um, you know, like thoughts, repetitive thoughts that can come up around an issue. And I don't like to do just one session with someone. I like to work over a certain period of time because it really does take time for stuff to unravel and for those layers to be pulled back and for things to land um, and for the dust to settle. So I've worked with people on like a whole host of different issues and it's actually as a practitioner, it's actually for me anyway, not everyone feels this way, but it's hard to niche down. You know how Mm -hmm. one of the first things you learn when (laughs) you start a business is like you've got to find your niche and you have to find your target market. But I am, I'm like so happy to work with anyone on their issues. Like um, I've worked with people who have issues around their weight and their body, that they have issues around, um, you know, something really traumatic's happened in their life, like a divorce or the loss of a loved one um, or, gosh, so many things, you know, having a parent having an issue parenting their child and feeling a lot of anger around their relationship with their child, um, you know, all of these different facets of life, which quite often people keep them to themselves like these are the things that stay in our minds and we don't like to talk about with our friends or family but they get all blocked and they get us really stuck so that's one way that I work with people is privately and all of those sessions run differently but from a practical point of view it always starts with a lot of questioning around what's going on we always start the body where do you feel these emotions in the body 
And generally we start there to start moving, getting stuff moving. And as the sessions go on, we might go into deeper stories or past events and, and clearing, you basically clear like a story that you have that's quite triggering for you. Um, so generally after a session, I always want people to leave feeling lighter and refreshed and like they've just like taken a whole load off their shoulders. And then generally what people find is a day or two after, similar to what you were saying, is like that you notice, you start to notice that you're not reacting the same way that you were or that um, that thing that really used to piss you off about your partner is no longer <laughs> yeah. raising an eyebrow, eyebrow, you know. So yeah. it's all those, it's in those little things that um, you start to notice the change and over time it starts to um, compound and make a big difference. But then I also really love working with EFT in groups as well. So I offer, um, I do a lot of tapping circles, I call them tapping circles, but they're basically like group sessions um, where we do journaling and we do some tapping as a group. Um, so those are, the, those are the main two ways I work with clients at the moment. And then I'm also looking at doing a few other things like on the horizon, but I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to work on ways where to bring EFT to sort of more people because I feel like there's such a need for a for people to learn EFT for themselves to help them you know feel supported emotionally um, but also to learn it with other people and kind of regain that connection that I feel like so many of us have lost in the last couple of years. I think that it's quite a nice powerful thing doing it in a group I've done one of Erin's tapping circles before and it was absolutely beautiful highly recommended if you see that she's got one happening absolutely jump into it and there's just something nice and even though we were doing it over zoom it's amazing how you can still feel like a very much of a collective energy in amongst mm. those situations so I can imagine that when we get to do it back in real life again how much <laughs> <laughs> that would be absolutely beautiful to do as well yeah, and that's so on my list of things to do, like in-person tapping circles or events. I just think that'll be so amazing. Like you can really feel the energy in a room, can't you, when you're with other people and stuff shifting and moving. Yeah, and especially, again, when I suppose you're tapping into your own energy too, which then allows you, I feel, to be more receptive to the other energies around you in a positive way, which is lovely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what led you to do this kind of work? Because I wouldn't think this is something that you went straight into after school. <laughs> it's not kind of one of those, <laughs> those jobs that are on the careers list when you're picking a career in year 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. Um, well, when I left school, actually, so it took a while to find my fit. So I actually did go to uni for a year um, to do visual arts, which was um, interesting, but probably not the career path for me and then I sort of fell into an office job for quite a few years I worked in life insurance um, and then during that time in my like early 20s I had started working with a wellness coach this would have been a few years ago now like when wellness coaches weren't so um, prevalent as they are today but that coach had just learned EFT themselves at that time. And so she introduced it to me. And then it's just this tool that I like danced with for like the last however many years that that would be like seven or eight years, I guess now. Um, 
And it was something that I would use to sort of process stuff, you know, like just early 20 stuff, just life that you're going through, like dating and friendships and work issues and money issues. You know, I would sort of use it every now and then. Um, I started my own coaching business um, and it was quite beneficial for me going through that process. And then I sort of closed my coaching business. I went back to corporate work this is such like an annotated version of this story but um I basically like got to this point in my life probably around when I was 27 26 I can never remember how old I was at certain times but I just like dropped all the tools like I was like whatever I don't want to be a coach anymore I don't want to meditate I don't want to tap I don't want to do anything and I just kind of like threw it all back in the box basically like I had a bit of a tantrum um And then I just went back to corporate life and was working in sales for a while. Um, I was really not happy. I was very unhappy at that point in my life. Um, I was really overweight. Um, I was really unhealthy. I didn't have much joy in my life. Um, And then I got a redundancy at the end of 2018. And that sort of really kind of made my life take a bit of a left-hand turn. I took some time off working. And 2019 probably would have been like the biggest year of my life. It's also the year of my Saturn return. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I've, so much happened. Like I'd just been made redundant. We went traveling. I got engaged. Um, and then when we were overseas, my mum, my mum's health really declined quite quickly. So she'd had cancer for a few years. Um, and it was getting to a point where she was very unwell. So we came home um, and she passed away a couple of weeks after that. So that then took me onto this whole journey with grief. And that's actually what led me back to all my tools, <laughs> including EFT. Um, but it took me a while to get there. Um, but basically a couple of months after my mum had passed away, I, I was still not working. And I was just like, I just feel like I need something to help me process all of this like intense emotion that is going on for me um and so that's just so happened that someone I'd looked at doing my EFT training with years earlier um was offering uh her level one and level two training again like literally a couple of weeks later so I booked in for it and um I went through the training and I had a few private sessions as well to sort of help me move through what I was going through And then I was like, I think this is actually what I want to do. (laughs) Um, It was like such a wake up call that past 12 months of my life of like hating my job so much, getting a redundancy, having this whole journey around travel and engaged and grief and loss and realizing like how short life is, how precious life is, how I don't have to just do what I assumed I would do, which was like work in a job and whatever, maybe get a few promotions. Um, But it really like allowed me to reconnect with my desire and my joy and like what I wanted to get out of life. And I think part of that is the tapping itself and that it like in healing a lot of stuff that's going on with my grief, it also helped me heal those aspects of myself that I wasn't quite happy with or that the things that I shoved down for a few years, you know, Um, And then I went through my whole um, accreditation process, which is quite intensive. And I'm now where I am today, sort of, you know, rebuilding a business and 
hopefully, you know, we'll be at a point where I can do this full time. I'm currently working um, as well as this, but it's absolutely like I'm so passionate about it. And I think because it feels so personal now, the tool, but also like it's not just about EFT, it's about that bravery for people to sit down and say, all right, enough is enough, like this heaviness, this pain, this grief, all of this crap that I've been dealing with, I don't want it anymore and I want to see what's on the other side of it. And that's like a really brave thing to do. And it's such an honour as a practitioner to hold that space for others to move through all of that stuff and be released from it. Oh, wow. What a story. That (laughs) is beautiful. Annotated version. (laughs) But it's so nice, like, and or it's not nice that obviously you had to go get to that point where you felt like you had to go back to those tools. Obviously, it's not a good place to have been in, but mm. to know that you had them there to go back to in the first place yes. is, yeah, really lovely. And that whole, you know, the coincidence, it's not the coincidence that it was your sat in return and that the practitioner that you wanted to actually learn from was having another course, like... I love how all of those things do start to line up and it just is Mm. like, yep, this is the step I just need to keep taking. Yeah. It's all those synchronicities, isn't it? Like those little nudges from the universe that you're you're heading in the right direction, you know, and there's another way and it doesn't have to be how it was and change is possible. All those things are affirmed at those times. Um, can I ask, only because when we were doing our tapping circle, obviously had my eyes closed. Do you tap at the same time when you are doing a session with somebody? Yes, I do. So you get like yes. kind of a double whammy with that too then, don't you? Yes, it's, it actually has a term. It's called borrowed benefits. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so, and that's why tapping as a group is really cool as well. So um, in my um, like longer form group sessions, I do like hot seats. So someone will like come with an issue and then everyone will be tapping as we're working on their issue. And basically it's that you still get a benefit, even though you're like saying the things that aren't necessarily true for you. Like it's still having this knock on effect, but also it's cool as a practitioner is like, I'm not picking up other people's energies either because I'm like kind of clearing it as I'm doing it. Yeah. It's like kind of washing it out as it's, as it's coming in. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a big thing being working with energy in any kind of ways that you can sometimes yes. take on other people's energy and you don't want to be stuck with that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Get rid of that. <laughs> yeah. Now, this we're recording this and we're both in lockdown and it's been mm. quite a period of a bit heaviness and I know a lot of people have been dealing with uncertainty. It's what I would call quite a sticky time in a lot of people's lives mums are at home doing homeschooling and trying to work and people don't know like what the future holds. And I know there's also a fair bit of fear around at the moment too, with all the different things like with vaccines or getting COVID. And it's just a lot of heavy energy at the moment Mm. um, around and definitely, yeah, what I would, yeah, like I said, sticky parts. Now you've just been open and honest with uh, sticky parts in your life. Um, Mm. Is there anything that you can share with people that you've learned that really helps get you through periods like this? Yeah, I think it's a, you know, what I've found really helpful um, 
it's sort of like having those boundaries in place so that you, if possible, aren't absorbing all the time everything that's going on around you and that you do like carve out that time for you to like either go for a walk with like no you know no no one in your ear kind of thing or just lying down on the bed and like having a bit of a rest you know and um it's such a and I still have to remind myself of this as well because I, I still can be quite hard on myself and I'm not like meeting my own expectations around things whether it's through work or whatever but like we are in the middle of like a one in 100 or 200 year event or however they keep saying it and it is like a massive thing that we are collectively going through and like you are probably even if you're not conscious of it picking up other people's stuff too so having some like really nice rituals or some ways for you to clear that um and obviously tapping is a really good way but I think you know even it just having like a really long shower or um you know getting outside and grounding on the grass or all of those beautiful little things it's not going to fix the big problems <laughs> of course <laughs> but I think you have to like find a way to protect your own energy and, and protect your own mental health as well and just being a little bit more gentle on yourself too you know of course you're going to feel afraid and anxious and unsure because you know things are shifting and the world's changing and what we knew thought was true two years ago no longer feels true anymore and it's like such a big thing to be going through um you kind of have to take it slowly which is also something I probably need to <laughs> say to myself you know sometimes I always do that when I'm saying things like that out loud I'm like oh yeah you <laughs> probably should do more of what you say <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah because it is very hard and I think too like if um people are very much out of routines of maybe some of the things that do allow them the fun and joy and they can't actually go and do them at the moment team sports socializing with friends and family it can be easy to I think be sucked into scrolling on your phone or mm. yeah like just you know even binge watching Netflix whilst you're still not really doing very much you're not really turned off in any sense of the word like you're still watching there's still flickering lights in your eyes it's really about finding that time it's like you said right at the beginning of lowering that cortisol and like I said EFT mm. can definitely do it with your tapping but what other ways can you stop all the outside stuff just to yeah almost let your whole body just take a deep breath <laughs> yeah exactly I can't remember where I heard it somewhere I do listen to a little podcast but it was something around you know rest like when you're listening to a podcast or watching tv or whatever like that's not rest like you're even if you're lying down and you kind of feel like you switched off you're still stimulating yourself and it's not genuine rest. So, you know, rest is like a nap or rest is restorative or yin yoga or something where you are like reducing all that stimulus and you're just coming back to yourself and coming back to your breath. Um, and I think that like the majority of people aren't doing that, you know, and that's, I think that's causing like so many issues for people. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see one of those people take me back uh, probably not even that long like four or five years ago it would be like well I don't have time to do any of that mm. kind of stuff like it just was seemed so foreign to me and 
I'm still can fall back into those traps. And when I have to rest now, I literally have to like lay on the floor on my bed, put something over my eyes, like, you know, put a yoga <laughs> nidra in my ears to like, you know, have something nice to talk because I can't just lay there. I'm too tempted to like grab a phone or grab a book or like, I can't just be still. And yeah, so it's like finding yes. a way that allows you to do it because there is always a way that you can yeah because I definitely cannot nap in the middle of the day I'm so jealous of people that can literally just like curl up and go to sleep that is not me (laughs) yeah Yeah, absolutely I'm a big fan of naps but I often find especially during the day I have to have something to get me there (laughs) yeah yoga nidra is excellent for that and I would say if you if you are someone who like needs to have stimulus yoga nidra is a really great great place to start because it gives you something to focus on and you're so busy focusing on it. You don't actually realize that you're starting to drift off Yeah, <laughs> or, you know, switch off a little bit. Yeah. I found that. And the other one I really like is um, sound healing drums and bowls and mm. stuff like that in my ears. Cause again, it gives my busy mind something to focus on rather than thinking of just the most random stuff when I'm trying to be resting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cause my mind is very busy all the time. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you use that helps you disconnect from outside and focus more on inside? Have we kind of covered it? Um, I've been getting into breath work probably in the past oh, nice. year. Breath work yeah. I find very sort of more grounding, I guess, like rather than relaxing, it can actually be quite stimulating as well. But I find that really like if I'm feeling quite scattered or like it's like I'm all over the place and I can't focus. I find breath work a really nice way just to settle everything down. What's some of your favourite types of breath work? Because obviously there's a few, isn't there? Yes, I'm actually quite picky about it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like any of that like hyperventilating breath work, breath of fire and things like that. I'm not (laughs) into that. I try, but I can't do it. Um, I like sort of, um, so I've got the Awaken breath work. They have like an online platform with a few videos and things like that. I subscribing to in lockdown and that's been really good because they've got a really great morning practice on there um that I've actually been doing pretty much every morning for a couple of weeks now um and that's sort of like they do like a daily breath with like some sort of connected breath and then going into holds which I yeah. find really nice um and then in Sydney, I was when we weren't in lockdown, I was going to a lady called Lindsay. Her business is called Rhythm of Breath and she runs like all these different circles and stuff. Um, and that's where I like first, that was my first experience of breath work was one of her circles. She runs like a sister's breath work circle. So yeah, I love what she does as well. And she's been doing a little bit of online stuff too. So those are, I don't know what anything's called, but <laughs> those yeah. are the people that I <laughs> go to. <laughs> I actually like the Wim Hof breathing. Um, the breath of fire, I can't just get the rhythm for it's too much. Mm. But I find that the Wim Hof is quite nice with the breath holds afterwards. And I actually find that if I do that, I can actually settle as well. Like that yeah. really stops my mind if I just want to rest. And quite nice to do just before a meditation if I'm going to do one as well. So, yeah. Or yeah. what's that one where you, again, I don't know the names, where you put your fingers <laughs> in the middle of your eyebrow and block a nostril each side, like the cyclical breathing like that is really nice just to even everything out so so simple techniques though aren't they really when we think about and we have access to it don't have to cost anything it's just there for us yeah 
exactly and I think it's just a matter of like carving out the time to do it (laughs) and remembering how easy it is yeah which is a gift in lockdown you know so many of us have time yes usually (laughs) yeah it's like yeah just stop one episode less than what you would normally do on a Netflix (laughs) binge and (laughs) do 20 minutes of breath work instead (laughs) or tapping we should say tapping shouldn't I Um, so before my final two questions, can you share how listeners can find you, how they can work with you? Because I am sure they'd be intrigued now that we've spoken about EFT because it's absolutely amazing. So how could they potentially work with you? Yeah, so all my information is on my website, erinleishley.com. Um, um, and you'll find information there about my private packages, about my tapping circles, which are actually held within a membership now. So I basically hold in my membership, you pay, I think it's like around 50 US a month um, and you get access to two live tapping circles every month, as well as I've started to bring in some guest teachers and I do a few other little things in there as well. So that's like a really nice, consistent way if you're, intrigued about EFT and you want to start integrating it or trying it in like a supported way then that's probably the most easily accessed way um but I've also got a couple of meditations that you can download mind you I don't think I've put them on my website yet so if you want those (laughs) go to my Instagram which is at Erin Lashley um and in my link in bio there's that as a freebie and I've also got I don't know, it might have been the circle you came to actually, but I've got the recording available for a lockdown um, tapping circle that I did a few months ago available too. So if you want to try it out, um, sit in a recording and see how it works and try it for yourself. And that's a really easy, free way for you to give it a go as well. Yeah, I think you did say that you recorded that one. Um, but your freebies are lovely because I also am part of your like mailing list. So I did get those as well. And they are absolutely oh. beautiful. Like the morning, it's a morning one and an evening one. And so yes. nice to start and end the day with. Yes, yes. Bookends yeah. for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you've had one of those days, <laughs> which a lot of people mm. are having at the moment, I can highly recommend that evening one for that. But yeah. I think too, like working with um, someone personally on things, like if you have something to actually shift, really beneficial mm. having had done like EFT before to really be able to dive in and dig into exactly what's going on for you. So, so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And so much shifts, you know, it's like any sort of coaching relationship, so much shifts once you start having this stuff reflected back to you and you start voicing it and, <laughs> yes. you know, sharing it and having it kind of the good thing about EFT is like I'm, in private sessions I'm literally repeating back to you what you've just told me so it's like you kind of get to hear your own words from someone else's mouth and I think that's a big part of it as well that helps you shift stuff so quickly yeah absolutely so final questions how do you sustain strengthen and nurture your life sustain strengthen and nurture is that what you said yep yeah okay um well I think the gift of this lockdown is that I've had a lot more time in the mornings to like ground in, which I didn't necessarily have when I was sort of having to commute a little bit more. Um, So I would say that I have like my little rituals that I do, but the things I think that most sustain me at present are like journaling and reflection. 
um, and really being honest with how I'm feeling each day because we know not just in lockdown but in life in general like life is up and down and sometimes you wake up and you don't even know why you're in a crap mood (laughs) Um, and I think tapping is obviously a big part of that as well and I can clear stuff as it comes up Um, but also I try to practice self-compassion for myself as well and that's not necessarily like a tangible thing but it's like a softening around those expectations or if I come up with a plan or you know something that um, I want to create for instance in my business I try and find ways to make that a little bit easier on myself rather than like the um going hard on on it and pushing and hustling and all those things um I mean there's lots of little things I do I think the things that I do to take care of myself they just are becoming more and more natural at the moment which is really nice too do you think you'll be able to keep some of that morning stuff in once life goes back to a little bit of normality uh let's uh time will tell we're also (laughs) um I am like not a great morning person so at the moment I get up at like 7 30 and that is a really nice time for me to get up and have time to do stuff before I log on to work but yeah in reality I would have to get up at like six (laughs) to do (laughs) to have that same rhythm and I just don't know. I mean, anything's possible and I could probably tap around it to see what the resistance is. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I was before lockdown, I would do a lot of this stuff in the afternoon. So that would be like my wind down time. Like I'd come home from work and I would like get changed into comfy clothes and like put my phone somewhere else and just kind of do what I do in the mornings now. So like breathing or tapping or journaling or just meditating um so it might just go back to that I think that's a great answer because I think it shows (laughs) that you don't have to like hold on to certain things in certain ways like we can be even things that are meant to be fluid and bring us more ease into our lives we can be so rigid and controlled around it that it almost then loses its benefit of what we were supposed to be getting out of it yeah I like that answer yeah. And I mean, I used to subscribe to all those early morning routines and, um, you know, think that that was like the only way I was ever going to feel happy and successful, but I just don't think it's true. <laughs> like, no, if you, you don't, if you're not a morning person. Rhythm. Yeah. 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 So I actually, making peace with those things. Yeah. I literally have had conversations in the last two weeks with clients where um, they're really just not like, get up in the morning, eat breakfast straight away type of thing. They're like, oh, I know I should. I'm like, why should you? (laughs) If you're honestly hungry at 10 o'clock and that's when you naturally get hungry, have breakfast at 10 o'clock and then have lunch at 2 and dinner at 6. Like it's not a (laughs) – it's not a you have to eat at 8 o'clock in the morning type thing. So, yeah, I actually love that answer because I just – yeah, it's life is meant to be fluid and what works for you one day – doesn't have to work for you the next and it's about being adaptable to life that's there you go that's what EFT can give you as well (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) yeah I love that and what are you currently doing in your life to find your hum that thing that actually makes you feel lit up on the inside 
Hmm. I actually just finished um, The Spiral. Have you heard of The Spiral? No. So The Spiral is like a, it's basically like a seven or eight week, maybe it's eight or nine week, um, kind of like clearing. It's almost, it's got roots in kinesiology and stuff where you're clearing emotions out of yeah. the, it's out of the meridian system, I guess, or out of the body. So I just went through The Spiral, which goes through, all of the chakra systems and you do like these clears of like these deeply rooted emotions that you've picked up from childhood. It's quite intense, but it's really fascinating. Um, so I've actually just finished that and I've done a lot of different things in my life with coaching <laughs> and different modalities, but um, I've seen some massive changes in my joy levels, my happiness levels, my like, feelings about what's possible since I've went, I've gone through that process I feel like it's all still settling because I literally finished it a week and a half ago um but that's been something that on reflection now like that's actually brought back a lot of that um joy for life and especially in a time where it had been feeling really heavy um and I think that's partly going through the spiral that but then also it was having that space held for me to move through stuff. Like when you hold space for others, so often and you have your own practices, you can kind of forget that you also need that space held for you as well. So it was, yeah. it was A, it was like an amazing process to go through, but it was also a reminder that that probably needs to be something that I, you know, have a few sessions of a year where I have someone else help me move through stuff and that you know, that should take priority as well as much as I work with other people, you know. Absolutely. I'm going to have to look that up. That sounds amazing. I love my doing my kinesiology. It's one of my practices that I do quite regularly. And like you said, you do have to almost wait a little while for it to all shift and integrate and settle, which is another one of those, um, I think, <laughs> like AFT was one of those, practices that I was just like you know take me back three four years ago and be like how in the hell does that work but oh my goodness when you experience stuff like this on an energetic level it is mm -hmm. next level amazing yes yeah absolutely yeah. And there's sometimes they're subtle shifts and then sometimes they're big shifts but it's yeah it's just incredible how much of a difference it can make I know people can't see but even when I talk about it I can feel my like self smiling and getting all excited because <laughs> I just know how amazing it is when you do these things so yeah Definitely. Um, I'm going to have to look into that spiral. Well, thank you very much, Erin, for your time. This has been wonderful. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Hum. Don't forget to subscribe. Oh, and tell your mates about it.